You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Someone's stealing music from my iTunes, and I don't appreciate it. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and J-Rod here with you. Folks, swing for the fences with BetMGM to get this offer in three easy steps. Log into the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game lasting through September 7th. Running out of time. Be a batter. Pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you will get a single, double, triple, or home run or pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. Played once a day. Prizing must be used on Major League Baseball and expires in 24 hours. So the Dodgers did avoid a sweep at home to the Atlanta Braves uh, yesterday, uh, squeaking that one uh, on Sunday. What do you make of that series between the Braves and Dodgers? I know you were watching it carefully. I know you'll uh, get a chance to watch the Dodgers in a little bit uh, as we approach the end of this regular season. But is it something where you feel like Atlanta is just that much better than everybody else? Maybe the Dodgers had a bad series. You can make fun of Lance Lynn because Paul likes to do that all the time. What say you? Well, I think I think we saw two things that we really hadn't seen before. If if you're looking at it from the Dodgers lens, uh, Lance Lynn was awful. It was it was his worst start as a Dodger. He had been brilliant. He had been a completely different pitcher, and he got hit from pillar to post on Thursday night. And then Julio Urias, he is a he is a confounding guy. If you looked at his bat at his body language on Friday, I mean, he was my pick uh, to win the Cy Young. You know, and granted, it's, it's been injuries and stuff like that. He was he was just – look at his body language. Every, every pitch, he was kicking at the dirt, just unhappy, almost looked like a horse that had a bad shoe, was really just not into it. And and you just wonder, is he hurt? Is he starting to feel it? Is he, is he in his own head? What's going on? And the best pitched game that they got was from the future, and that was last night with Bobby Miller, who is going to be the new Kershaw, who's going to be the new Walker Bueller. I mean, uh, Bobby Miller, I think the way his career has started, he's going to be among the greats in Dodger history. So to answer the question, I think the, the, the Braves do what the Braves do. They mash, and the Dodgers got bad pitching. You know, I, I would equate it to four, you know, Three bad nights in in August. Will that translate into the postseason? Do the Braves have some sort of uh, you know key? Kershaw didn't pitch. Walker Bueller's coming back. Maybe he's going to have a rehab start in AAA. Uh, but at any rate, exposed that the Dodgers are really counting on guys like Urias and Lance Lynn to make a deep run, and they kind of you know the, they kind of showed some cracks last this weekend. I'm curious, J Rod, what you think about. You mentioned Arias and that the Dodger broadcasters were bringing up an interesting point when it comes to, say, the pitch clock. And that here's a pitcher who, you know, performed very well last year. And whenever he got into a little bit of trouble, he would 
take some time, you know, step off the rubber, walk around a little bit, try and compose himself. And he really needed that in terms of sort of psychologically hitting the reset button and then getting back to his winning ways. Well, with the pitch clock, that's much, much harder to do. You have X number of timeouts you can take and you, you know, have a lot less time to sort of recover. And if things are going poorly, then there's not that time to regroup, so to speak. And this matters here because he's not the only one who's like this. And if, say, uh, reports are correct that Major League Baseball will not adjust the pitch clock for the postseason, then if you are a pitcher who, say, struggled a little bit and wanted to have some kind of a respite for the postseason in terms of elongating at-bats, well, you're not going to have that luxury here. And so if you need to hit the reset button mentally – that's just not going to be an option for you in October. Right. And and I'm glad that they're not going to mess with the clock. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to play in the postseason with a completely with, – with, with a different set of rules than you played in the regular season. Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you've gotten people accustomed to X amount of, of, of a way to play the game, and then you change it on them in what is the most important of games. I would have liked to see, and I get it, there's mound visits and, and, and step-offs, but I would have loved to see uh, Will Smith, the Dodgers catcher, who's great. I would have loved to see a trip to the mound. I would have loved to have seen Mark Pryor, the Dodger pitching coach, come out there. I would have loved to have seen more meetings in the dugout just to see what's going on. And I get it. Hooris is not a baby. He's not a kid anymore. I mean, we're three years removed from he got the last out in the 2020 World Series. So you, you, you would think as a veteran he'd be able to sort of figure this out on his own. But I felt they kind of left him out there on his own. And and maybe it's Dave Roberts mm. saying, hey, let's see how he does this. And now we can reshift this as we move into September and October. But I didn't see much help from the Dodgers. And I was a little curious why there wasn't more, you know, to, for lack of a better word, hand-holding out there. And it's something, too, and I think you have the nail on the head, that just because they're not doing it here late in the regular season doesn't mean they won't do it in the postseason. Maybe it is more about information acquisition, knowing full well that even if he wins this game or the Dodgers win the series, something like that, that's still not necessarily going to put L.A. over the top when it comes to, say, getting the top seed in the postseason or something like that. They have the NL West wrapped up. That's fine. And it's not a kind of coasting thing. It's not like last year where after they won 100 games, they just needed to coast all the way through to the end and then get ready for the postseason. They're certainly not at that space yet. But this idea of information acquisition, uh, seeing if your starting pitchers can kind of develop a little bit more on their own, see if they can figure things out on their own, maybe that is the best approach. And we'll wait and see. I mean, Dave Roberts has been doing this for a while now. And he's a darn good manager. I get they haven't won just a ton of World Series, but – you know, it's hard to find too many better managers out there right now than Dave Roberts. I've always said this about, about Doc Roberts. The hardest thing, and I said this about Joe Torre and Phil Jackson and, and those guys, the hardest thing to do, I think, in sports is win when you're supposed to win. I think that's the hardest mm-hmm. thing to do. It's easy, to, and we see it all the time. A, tie, a team comes out of nowhere, if worst to first, surprises people, wins the division or wins a championship. It doesn't really shock us as much anymore. But when you're supposed to win, 
and you do win, I'm more impressed by that. And it's a shame that, you know, managers of the years, coaches of the years, that doesn't really get reflected. You're almost penalized for having a good team, but it is damn hard to win when you're supposed to. And the Dodgers will not win unless Julio Urias is a part of their October rotation, whether it is as a starter or coming in out of the bullpen. They will not win unless he, unless he performs. They will not win. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't, I can't dispute that. By the way, I will, I will push back on one thing, though, you said when it comes to, say, different rules in the postseason versus the regular season. I think the pitch clock's fine. Not worried about that. That, I think, yeah. is fine. But can we get rid of the runner at second base and just make sure Amen. that's not going to happen here? Amen. Because I get, like, football, for instance – 10-minute overtime periods where the chances are at least decent that you'll finish with a tie. That I understand because at some point you have to end these games. You have to worry about the rest of your viewing window, and it's a really long season and all that stuff. And we get to the playoffs, then you play as long as you need to until there's a winner. I think that's fine. I And so there is that precedent from other sports where – overtime or additional innings or extra time or whatever, it is different than from the regular season to the playoffs. And so I hope baseball will keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, I believe they will, uh, that there is no runner at second base because I think it's okay to try and wrap regular season games up quickly because these are long seasons for professional athletes. But once we get to the postseason and we don't have anything better to do, Let's let's do this properly. Hey, would you? And this is this may be sacrilege. What about if you've played and you can cl- include the runner? Okay, what if you've played yeah. ten innings or maybe even call it eleven innings and you're still tied? Why not have a home run derby? Why not say okay, pick three guys of your team, pick three guys of your team, your own coach pitches, so it's not the opposing pitcher. And then you go and you end it if after after ten innings or eleven innings with the runner. What do you think about that? I think it'd be interesting. I can't. I can't. I no. It'd be interesting. Hey man, listen. Listen. When they didn't have a World Series, tradition went out the window. So I'm all for whatever is for ratings, whatever is for uh, gets people butts and seats, and whatever creates interest. When they didn't have a World Series, Ed, tradition went out the window for me. So you can have logos on jerseys, bases, uh, holograms, whatever you want. I'm just saying that could be an interesting way to to end games, at least in the regular season. I'm not saying postseason, but all of a sudden there's there's a bunch of Dodgers. There's Mookie, Freddie, and and Max Muncie trying to hit deep. I don't know. Be interesting. How many innings did that marathon game go between uh, the Dodgers and the Red Sox? Was that uh, all right? It was 18, seven hours, World 20 Series minutes. Game? 18 innings. Yes. I stayed up till the bitter end for that. The absolute bitter end, and I had a flight to catch the next day. So I am a purist. I want to keep watching baseball as long as it takes for someone to win. I was on the East Coast. I was in Orlando. We were go- we were at Disney, so we were in our hotel room. I felt like I was. I, I felt like I was like I had to be really quiet. Didn't want to make a lot of noise as I'm watching the game, uh-huh. you know, with the light. And when Muncie walked it off at at what was it shoot what was it like three o'clock in the morning and we had to go to disney i we were up and at him at 7 a.m to go to disney uh, i'm with you but i'm talking about regular season all of a sudden you get a home run derby I, i'd be i'd be down for that i'd be down for that. Uh, i can't do it i can't do it, can't do it. <laughs> hey they didn't uh, have a world series 
what are some baseball plays you have today? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's start with uh, the Red Sox and the Rays. Um, it's Bayo against Savali. I like the under eight. Savali's been great for the Rays since they've acquired him. Um, out in your neck of the woods, the Orioles and the Angels. It's Grayson Rodriguez against Kenny Rosenberg. I like the over in that game, over nine. Um, they've gotten to, to Grayson, especially his one start against the Angels. The Angels lit him up from pillar to post, so I like that game a lot. Uh, Giants and Cubs out at Wrigley. They're going to get started in the afternoon. Uh, I like, the, I hate to say it, I like the Giants. Money line at plus 115. Justin Steele's been great. 0-2 ERA of four against the Giants this year. That is a suspiciously high total for Giants-Cubs as both ball clubs are jockeying for position in the postseason. Logan Webb and Justin Steele, I still think Justin Steele offers some Cy Young value, and I think Logan Webb's also a really, really good pitcher. So maybe Cubs team total over four and a half makes sense to me. This feels like a total that should be more like eight or seven, but, Mm -hmm. you know, if the market's right here, then the Cubs bats will come alive, so I'll take the over four and a half there. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will get J-Rod's favorite looks for week one of the NFL season. And we'll catch you up on all things gridiron right here on the BetQL Network.